Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I hope your week so far is treating you well. You know, I woke up tired today, and I realized, like, I didn't know this, but did you know that the lack of light on a rainy day actually increases your melatonin production? And it limits your serotonin production, which I think I knew on some level, but I didn't really put together, which makes sense because I woke up so groggy today and I've really felt like I'm like walking through water to get anything done. Like I'm working twice as hard, which though, even now that I say that I'm realizing I woke up groggy, that doesn't really have anything to do with the sunlight. So when I'm like looking for explanations, I was like, well, I guess it's the lack of sunlight, but that doesn't make any sense. Like there's gotta be something different, like in air pressure or something that is also impacting it because it's like undeniable for me that I'm going to feel so much more tired on a rainy day than I am on a sunny day. Like I drink at least one additional cup of coffee on a rainy day every single time because I am like, it's like the first cup is make, like didn't even hit my system at all. And then the second cup's really the one. It's like almost like two cups does the job of one cup on a normal day. I don't know. I, I'm feeling off and we're walking through, everything's taking twice the energy. So, but it, you know, it's interesting to think about it in terms of the sunlight because it is like biological. And I think that's really fascinating because so often I, you know, it's like that whole conversation we have all the time about how we expect ourselves to show up the same every single day, no matter how our circumstances have changed or kind of what kind of mood we're in or how our mental health is doing or how our physical health is doing. We like still expect ourselves to just show up and produce and how it actually just doesn't make sense. And biologically, like if it, you know, if it is the sunlight, on a rainy day and we are literally producing more melatonin and it's like for it's like we're supposed to be going slower which I think makes sense when you think about where we started you know how we used to be much more in tune with nature than we are now but I don't know I'm interested I I saw a meme recently of like a wolf standing on their back legs and they're like pretending to be human and they're like look, I'm a human. I have depression. I pay taxes. And it's interesting to think about like, 
so much of like our mental health stuff is tied to this like capitalist machine that we live in and how we have to continuously produce in order to survive and how like animals it's different right it's like much more like much more instinctual they're not having they're not like given the chance to like overanalyze their choices I don't know I, I maybe those thoughts are, are a little jumbly but it's just it's just on my mind today um but one thing that has helped me a ton on days like this when I feel like I'm working against myself is my work startup routine, which brings me into today's conversation. Interesting segue, I know. But work open and closing routines have been so supportive to me in my work life and in my journey as an entrepreneur, but also in my work when I used to work in other people's businesses. Like, Having a container where I'm saying it's time to start work and a container where it says work is now over offers me so much. So I want to get into quickly like what these are. So the first thing is like a work startup routine is basically just two to three small behaviors or habits that signify to you it is time to start work. Um, then we have our work closeout routine, which is like, here's how the workday ends. Here's what we do to signify that we are moving out of work mindset into a home mindset. So I have these because my startup routine helps me to work more effectively. I feel like I start work much more clearly. Like I don't spend my first hour kind of wasting time. But my work wind down routine really helps me to put work away so that I can go home and be with my family or go enjoy time with my friends or go enjoy time with myself and self-care and not feel like I need to still be in a work headspace. So I want to quickly tell you what I do for mine and then we'll get into what I think you could do for yours. So for me, my work startup routine especially is more potent when I'm at my office, but I still do it when I'm at home. But let's pretend we're at the office and put ourselves in the place. I walk in, put my stuff down, immediately make myself a cup of hot tea. Right now I'm drinking the Trader Joe's candy cane tea, in case you were wondering. And I make myself a cup of tea and then I sit down and I have my bullet journal, which has all of the tasks I planned out from the week before. And I pull up my Notion dashboard, which is where I keep my daily to-do list. So it basically serves as my hub for everything that I need to do. My dashboard has my to-do list on it. It has my all of my like bigger lists, like content calendar, my big task list, like my quarterly planning, my goals, all of those things are there. And then it has the links to all the things I access on a daily basis. So it serves as my hub. So I pull up my Notion dashboard and I type up my daily to-do list in my dashboard. Then I pull up a Pomodoro video on YouTube. Right now I'm really into ASMR ones, but there's so many good ones. I think the best, most well done are the Sherry Formula videos on YouTube. I also have one on my YouTube channel, at Surgeon Case, if you're interested. And I start the timer. So Pomodoro's, it's like you work for 25 minutes, you take a five minute break. And then I prioritize if it's a day that I'm really overwhelmed. I don't do this every single day. A lot of times I just write my to-do list 
and I just go down the list. But if it's a day where I have so much to do, I have a ton of meetings, I have a ton of tasks, I feel really overwhelmed by my task list, I'll take time to go through and just number the tasks that are similar. So let's say I have writing to do in three different categories, I'll label those all as one. And then if I have graphics to make, I'll label all of the graphics as two. If I have emails to send, I'll label all of those as three. And then I'll just go down the, t the numbers, like one, two, three, so that I'm task switching less. But that, again, for me is only something I do on a day I'm particularly overwhelmed and just need to get my head around what I'm doing that day. <clears throat> Typically, though, I will just write out my list and go from there. All right. Then on my wind down routine, it's much more simple. I literally just plan out the next day's tasks. I close out my email. So I just make sure any emails that I think need to hear from me that day, I get back to. If it's the weekend, like if it's Friday, I respond to every email. I also do that on Monday. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I don't put that pressure on myself to get to like inbox zero. But I do try to make sure anyone who's like needs an urgent response has that response. So we can close that out. And then I, if I'm stressed out that day and I'm feeling like I'm having a hard time leaving work at work, I'll do a quick brain dump of just like, here's everything that I feel like I need to be doing and I'm stressed out about. And that way at least it's like not in my head and I can put it on paper and not be overwhelmed by everything that I feel like I need to be doing. So that's my routine, but I thought it would be fun to share one habit that you could bring in for each of those routines, start up and wind down by your Enneagram type. So as a reminder, I really think you should take this with a grain of salt. I think all of these habits and routines are useful for all of us, depending on the need. So take what feels like it belongs to you, leave what it doesn't, regardless of the type, by far and away. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. It's just fun to assign them to numbers. Now, I will give you like a, if you're having a hard time with this, then you might want to try these based off of the Enneagram type as a starting point. So for example, for type one, our perfectionists, you often have a hard time prioritizing what's actually urgent and important and kind of giving everything the same level of urgency and preciousness. Um, you know, I think a great example, I had a type one say to me one time that it's like they, they're juggling all these balls and some of the balls are made of plastic and they'll bounce back and some of the balls are made of glass. So if they fall, they'll break, but that they've been treating all of the balls that they're juggling as if they're glass. And so I think that's a really good example. So for your work startup routine, I would say identify what tasks are made of glass which ones actually have to be done today, which ones actually need minute detailed attention, and which ones are kind of like can be held a little bit more loosely. And then for your wind down routine, I would say write a got done list. So instead of writing a to-do list, write down what you got done that day so you can really see and prioritize the progress that you're making so that you're incentivized to not spend so much time on just one element and you can kind of encourage yourself 
to, you know, good is better than, you know, done is better than perfect. Let that be enough. For type twos, our helpers, our type twos sometimes struggle, right, with prioritizing themselves and their own energy. In the workplace, sometimes our twos will struggle with not being reactive all day, like not responding to everybody all the time. So getting, having a hard time doing computer facing tasks like emails or like spreadsheets, things that like don't offer immediate gratification. And then, yeah, making time for yourself to do self-care. So for your work startup routine, I have you, I want you to mark out uninterrupted hours on your calendar so that you have some time during the day where you cannot be reached without it being an absolute emergency. So you can put your phone in certain modes where you're only reachable by certain like people. And you can also log out of your email, not check your email during those hours, and really just let yourself be focused on the things that you need to do, not the things that other people want from you. And then your work wind down routine is take some time before you go home for yourself. So whether that's 30 minutes to an hour, what can you do in between that time of being at work and going home that you can really use for self-care? I used to use this to kind of journal. I personally found this really useful when I was doing a full-time job and building a business at the same time because I would basically work all day. So I would like go and do my full-time job then I would go home and I would work on my business and I would create like a almost a, a second morning routine for myself between the two. So I would get off work and then I would spend that morning routine time, quote unquote, in the afternoon to prepare myself to do another full work day, essentially. And this is kind of the same thing when you're the kind of person who gives people your all if you're going home to roommates, friends, partners, children, it's likely that you're going home to what could feel like a second job. So how can you put nourishment in between those two things and not feel guilty taking it, but it just being part of your routine that you build in that allows you to go home and do it all again, kind of, you know? And I would love to see you have a container where you have a morning routine, this work wind down routine, and then an evening routine where all of the giving that you do is hugged by nourishment. And it's preparing you to, to give again because that's something that you're going to do, <laughs> quite frankly. And so how can we do it from a nourished place? Okay, type three. Type threes sometimes struggle with putting work away and having balance, like knowing when enough is enough and when when you're allowed to like leave work at home. So the first thing I say for your startup routine is a win the day list, which essentially just is what are my top three priorities for the day? And I want you to treat those as if, if I get those three things done, I've had a successful day. I can call that a success. Anything I do beyond that as a win is like just a little bit of a bonus, but I don't have to do it. So that you know what are your top three priorities, where can you put most of your energy, and where can you call it for the day. 
And for your wind down routine, I'm gonna give you one of mine, which is to plan out the next day's tasks so that you're not having to worry about it in the night. You're not waking up in the middle of the night like, oh, I need to remember to do this thing. You are just saying, okay, this is assigned for tomorrow. So tonight me is closed, I'm done. I get to go home and just be there. And then tomorrow me already knows what they're in charge of. All right, type four. Sometimes type fours struggle with two things. Number one, believing that they are good enough to do the things they wanna do. And two, making the most of their time, like putting, creating enough structure to where they're, they're able to like really put the action behind the work that they wanna do. So for your startup routine, I would encourage you to time block or at least time block for a season. A lot of times what happens with our fours is it's like you feel, especially if you're in a creative field, you feel like you need to feel a certain way in, in, in order to do the work that you wanna do. And in some ways, like I think that there's truth to that. Like creativity can often come with feeling the way we wanna feel. But at the same time, that's not how businesses run, right? So I think that like if we're like we wanna work, and we want this to be our business or we want to make, you know, make money off of the creativity that we have. We have to put like real action into it every single day. And in order to do that, I would encourage you to practice time blocking. Even if you're just doing it as data collection for at least a week, maybe if you find that it works for you, do it every day. But here's how you would do that. So time blocking is essentially writing out or using a calendar like Google Calendar or something and really putting in everything you're gonna do for every single hour of your day. And I know for a lot of fours, they're a lot more like um, in the moment than that and a lot more pleasure oriented than that. So it can feel like you're being asked to restrict yourself a little bit. But I would encourage you to kind of play with that line to one which you have like complete access to and see how it feels to offer yourself some structure like that, that you can really let yourself flow inside of. We've talked about this before. I think that fours really thrive with a loose structure. That being said, time blocking as data collection is also really helpful. So when are, when do you find that you're the most productive? When do you find that you're the least productive? When do you feel the most inspired creatively? Like notice, you know, through the time blocking practice, what actually your workday looks like. Where does your time go? Where is your time most effective? So in order to do this as data collection and as a practice of like creating a little bit of structure, I would encourage you before the day starts, like as your wind down routine potentially, as part of it, this isn't what I'm assigning for your wind down routine, but potentially as part of your wind down routine, go through and look at what the next day holds in terms of non-negotiable time slots. So when are you gonna have meetings? When are you gonna do self-care? When are you going to have lunch or breakfast and dinner? And then from there, go in and add in the tasks that you have for the day in the places that you think you're going to do them. That being said, once you've done the day, then in real time, as you're doing things, make the adjustments on your schedule. So maybe on Wednesday, you think that writing a blog post is gonna take you an hour, but then on Thursday, as you're writing the blog post, you realize, oh, this is taking me two hours. 
So then you're getting the information as to how long it actually takes you to do the task. And also maybe on Friday, you write a blog post at 3 p.m. and it only took you an hour, but the day before you tried to write it at 9 a.m. and it took you two hours. So maybe you're a little more effective at 3 p.m. than you are at 9 a.m. So just play with that data collection, let it be like a puzzle you're working, and I just encourage you to notice where your time goes, create a little bit of structure, and pay attention to when you are more productive than other times. So that's that's my startup routine for force. My wind down routine for you is every single day, keep a, a running list of whatever you did that day that you're proud of. Write one thing that you're proud of, write down any kind words that get said to you that day, any compliments, any um, good jobs, write them down, whether you believe them or not, write them down. And then every single day, add to the list at least one thing and then read it when you need to like remember that you're good enough. And just remind yourself like, okay, I might feel inadequate in this moment, but that feeling isn't the truth. That feeling is here. There's a lot of like probably childhood reasons why that story is here, but the evidence, the data is that like, I have all of this stuff to be proud of. I have these kind words get said over me all the time because fours often will forget the positive and hold on to the negative and lose sight of how worthy they are just because they're not quite giving it enough value or paying enough attention to it because it feels like less aligned with how they believe they are. So that's my wind down routine for you. All right, type five. This is for you. A lot of times type five struggle with believing they have enough energy or, you know, feeling like the day really depletes them. So this is this is for that. So your startup routine is to write an energy givers list. So each morning before you start your work, write down what are three things that give me energy. And the reason I have you doing this is because if you interact with your day as if everything in the day is depleting you, is taking from you, well then you start to lose sight of the fact that some things give back. And we can engage in those things with the mindset of this is returning to me, this is giving me back, I'm filling my cup. It's not just a constant depletion. And then your wind down routine is before you go home, or if you work from home before you like close your work day, give yourself time for an energy giver, right? So you get consciously giving yourself time for something that fills you back up. All right, type six, I would encourage you to take some time in the morning in your startup routine to do the Eisenhower matrix. Take your task list and put it into the Eisenhower matrix. So you can easily Google this to see a diagram of it, but it's essentially just a four boxes. And at the top, you have urgent, not urgent. To the side, you have important and not important. And so each box is kind of labeled, like there's the top left box is gonna be urgent and important. The top right box is going to be um, not urgent, but important and so on. So you can really get a clear sense of what's urgent, what's important, what's urgent and not important, what's not urgent and not important, and assess your tasks accordingly. 
So if it is urgent and important, it's probably gonna be one of the first three tasks that you do that day. If it's urgent and not important, is this something you can ask someone else to do right now? And then if it's not important, but it is urgent, maybe you could just handle that as well really quickly. And if it's not urgent and not important, do you need to do it? Is it something that needs to be on your task list or could this be eliminated or potentially delegated? That being said, um, this is gonna help you really well to assess your day and to build a sense of self-trust. So a lot of times sixes are looking for clear delegation, clear parameters and expectations and struggle to trust that they know what's best. And this practice can really put you in the driver's seat of assessing, okay, what is actually urgent right now and important? What is actually just urgent and what is actually just important? And how can I plan my day based off of that information? For your wind down routine, I would encourage you just to take a few minutes to do what I mentioned when I'm really overwhelmed, which is to brain dump. So take some time and just write down everything that's on your mind. Clear your head so that you can enter into like the next phase of your day, clean and ready to go on away from your work life and into what's what's waiting for you at home. All right, type sevens, my fellow sevens. For your startup routine, I wanna encourage you to do the Pomodoro technique. This is so helpful for those of us who maybe struggle to like sit in one place and do something for a really long time. Focusing for 25 minutes, taking a five minute break, focusing for 25 minutes, I think it's life changing. I think those little rewards of those little breaks can be really helpful. Um, and they help me to focus for hours at a time without feeling resentful of kind of sitting behind a desk all day. And then wind down routine is a little treat <laughs> or a little reward. Um, you know, especially on those days where you're doing work that is so boring, so slow, painstaking, you know, like taxes or bookkeeping or, you know, having to do things that just feel so counter to your being just give yourself a little treat, <laughs> bribe yourself with a little reward. And I think oftentimes, like for me, I'm like, oh, it has to be a big reward. It has to be huge. But I think keeping it as small as possible is really where it's at. Um, you know, grab yourself a little coffee or sit out in the sun. Give yourself something that feels like a little treat, but not a like not a full on bribe, you know. Um, all right. Type eight. For those of you who maybe struggle to not take on everybody's crisis as your own and who doesn't feel like, like maybe it's your tendency to put out everyone else's fires and to be in constant reactive mode and um, you feel like, okay, I've got to just handle everything. For you, I would say start your work day and your startup routine with three deep breaths and a little mantra like not my monkeys not my circus or i will focus on my priorities today i will trust people to handle their own problems today uh you know whatever you need to do to remind yourself that like everybody else can handle themselves you are responsible for you and that it's it's okay to let people do things in ways that are different than the way that you would do them. 
And then for your wind down routine, I would encourage you to find some sort of movement practice that you really love, especially if you work in an office. Um, you know, eights have a lot of energy and, you know, sevens, we are the same way. And I always say that, like, I'm like a Labrador retriever. I think golden retriever is probably more accurate where, like, I have to wear myself out every day um, physically and mentally. Like, I need to be exhausted by the time I go to bed. And this can happen. We can do this with work, right? I think we're very good at that. But also, like, pairing that, like, mental exhaustion that we can get from work with the physical exhaustion of like ending our work day with movement can be a really good way to wind down enough to like go home and get some rest. And so I would encourage you if you're an eight who doesn't have a movement practice to find something that you deeply enjoy and just do it between work and home. Or maybe if you're an eight who typically works out like first thing in the morning, play with what would it be like to do it at the end of the day and like how does that feel for you it could be interesting all right type nine um so type nines can often struggle with kind of overwhelm like there's so much to do i don't know where to start and how to prioritize their tasks so for you for your startup routine i would say itemize your task list by number and grouping like tasks together so like i talked about on the days where i'm really overwhelmed I, I like to categorize my tasks. So say like any tasks that have similar skill sets, maybe I'm gonna be on the same website or I'm going to need to use like a similar part of my brain. I'm gonna group those into categories and then I will number those categories in order of the energy that I feel like I have to do them right now. Maybe for you, you put the hardest one first so you can go ahead and get it out of the way and then it's all downhill from there. I think that can be extremely nourishing, but whatever works for you, just put them in an order and just do, okay, we're doing group one right now, then we're gonna do group two, then we're gonna do group three. It's organized, it's set up. I don't have to decide all day long what tasks should happen next because I've already given them an order. And then for your wind down routine, I would say check in with how you feel each day um, just to get a note of like, how was my day for me today? Um, you can do this via a mood tracker. There's apps for it. You can just Google or like search mood tracker app, or you can do it in a notepad, just kind of make a note. Or you can do, I use a bullet journal, so it's easy for me to kind of create a little bullet journal spread for a mood tracker. And if you want ideas for that, you can, Pinterest has so many infinite amounts of mood tracker ideas, but it just, a sense of you to touch place every single day with how you feel so that you can really be in tune with like how your month has gone, what's going on for you, how are you feeling, what's, what's happening in your life and how do you feel about it. So I hope this was fun for you. Um, you know, as a reminder, just take what's helpful, leave what isn't, even if it's not for your Enneagram type. I just assigned a bunch of routines to different types because I think that's fun. But maybe you're a type seven who's in a season of being one-like right now and you could really use the one skills. You know, there's a lot of times in which our type can kind of show up as other types. So play with it, you know, don't, don't feel restricted by what I say your type should try. And you know, it's always a pleasure to create this content for you. And I'll see you Friday for the next one.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.